Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. All right, let's go to Revelation chapter 12 and we'll wrap this up. Uh, Verse number 10, we're talking about the blood of Jesus. Revelation chapter 12. The, the, The series is entitled Overcome. The blood and the word. And we're, last week we left off talking about or pleading, talking about pleading the blood of Jesus or declaring the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has brought so many things to us. And a lot of times people don't realize that we're in a spiritual battle. There are, the very atmosphere around us is charged either uh, at all times with light and darkness operating. There are angels and there are demons. The Holy Spirit is moving and operating. All these things are taking place, right? And are operating around us. And we need to understand spiritual realities when it comes to how we operate in faith. So knowledge is wonderful. But you do realize this. That knowledge not applied is useless. Okay? So in, 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 in American Christianity, not always, but it can be this way. The tendency even in the natural, whether it be in American Christianity or just in the natural in general, is to think that we know something because we know about something. But that's not enough. How many know faith requires what? Action. It, it takes, it, you have to act on what you hear, what you believe, what you receive in the word. And it's not easy. Do you realize that faith, the faith walk, the faith life, you're swimming upstream you, uh, we, preachers used to say this years ago all the time, and I heard it in Bible school all the time. Any old dead fish can float downstream. It takes a live one to swim up, right? Any dead fish can float downstream. It doesn't, any dead, asleep Christian can float the course of this life, and they'll still end up in heaven in eternity if they've received Christ. It takes a live fish. It takes a live believer to swim upstream, amen, follow the Lord and perform or do his word in faith. How many have realized this, that the promises of God are great, but it is a fight to have them manifest? How many have realized this, that grace has supplied all, but we still have to fight the good fight of faith? You know, sometimes people think, oh, no, I'm a peaceful person. You better learn to hate the devil and not be peaceful with him. Amen. You have a responsibility as a believer to overcome. In other words, to allow the overcoming of Jesus to flow through you into your circumstances. And we know from Revelation chapter 12, verse number 11, it says this, and they overcame him, talking about Satan, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. So I'm not gonna go back and preach on the blood of the lamb. You can go back and listen to the previous messages. But the blood has basically given us a legal right to stand in the place of victory here on earth. Now watch, the blood of Jesus actually purchased. This is what grace is. Grace is a supply that you didn't earn. And it's given to you so that by faith, you can release it into this world to inherit or to manifest the promises of God around you and be a light and a witness to the world to draw them into the kingdom. 
But we release these things by faith. So blood, the blood of Jesus, you know, in some churches, they actually take out the blood songs. Because they did a poll with the world, and the world was uncomfortable by mentioning the blood, so they don't do it anymore. Come on now. you got to think about this. You can't be so seeker-sensitive that you just remove Jesus from the equation. Eventually, there has to be a declaration of what took place. Jesus' blood was shed, and that blood, according to the Scripture, says that it speaks of better things than that of Abel. What does that mean? Abel's blood cried out for revenge. Jesus' blood cried out for mercy. And the blood, God is so not offended by blood, it's still on the mercy seat in front of him. It's there in front of him, crying out day and night. It's pleading on your behalf, on the world's behalf, mercy, goodness, favor. The kingdom of God is released to you. I'm not mad at you anymore. You know, there's a whole lot of people that are mad at God, but he's still not mad at them. (laughs) Did you know that? Well, Lord, you allowed this and you allowed that. Go back and read Genesis 3. We allowed it. We'd still be in the garden if we hadn't made the decisions we did. Let me help you with something. You and your family and everybody around you would be in a perfect paradise if you were just perfect. It ain't God's fault. Now, people will automatically do this because they don't necessarily understand the eternity of things. They don't understand the eternal concept in mind, and I should say the eternal reality of things. So they'll go, well, yeah, but I was raised by an abuser. Yeah, but they might have been raised by an abuser. And they might have been raised by an abuser. In other words... You, you, it doesn't excuse them from, from needing to take responsibility and repent before the Lord for what they did. But let me ask you something. Even in the midst of that, in, in an imperfect situation, have you been perfect? Which is partially true. <laughs> you are perfect in Christ. And there'll be a redemption of everything. And eventually you'll have a perfect body and a perfect mind. I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm like, let's take this deal. Where do I sign? (laughs) My point is this. We need to get away from assigning to the natural the source of destruction in our lives and assign it to Satan and to decisions that we've made in yielding. We own what we own, but we don't demand perfection or Godness, being God, to the people around us. I will forever be entrapped if I forever blame my wife for everything that goes wrong in my life. Now, her life's going to be miserable because of that, because I'm there being uh, spiritually not smart, right? But I will be in a worse condition because it's living inside of me. Instead of going to the Lord and going, Lord, I own what I did. I ask you to forgive me. Now I pray for those who have hurt me and those who have abused me and those who have mistreated me. Forgive us our debts. 
In other words, the blood covers it all. When we focus on the Lord and we have a relationship with him, we see things differently. He has a perspective from above, not a perspective from eye level. It's a unique thing to me, and it's hard for the natural to understand it, that God actually loves me as much as the person that did me wrong. Yeah. And don't, we, we got to be careful, that's not fair. You know, last time I checked, Jesus dying for me? I don't think it was fair. Amen. Come on, we live in a generation where the demonic is working so overtime that, we, that they, there are groups of people that want other groups of people to pay reparations for things they weren't even a part of. Do you realize that they're, they're casting the sentence of condemnation over themselves? But see, you can't see that perspective unless you're in the Spirit, unless you have the Holy Ghost. You can't see it. That does not excuse what was done back then. But you know what? You think humanity is going to make it right? There's only one. I mean, when this is all said and done and God levels everything out, we're going to see the greatest legal action and purest judgments from a throne called God's throne and his judge. He's the judge and his judgment seat that we've ever seen. It will all make sense. It'll all clear up. The blood of Jesus is the key right now for us in the spirit. Because not only does it release the condemnation over our lives, it empowers us to speak forth and manifest the kingdom of God here on earth through faith. You are empowered to tell your friends and family that they're loved even though they hate God. Did you know that? You can plead the blood. Let me ask you a question. If God wanted us dead, do you think we would still be alive? You've never met a greater hitman. <laughs> now, people don't like that, but let me, I'm just saying in general, he's not looking to kill you. If he was, you'd be dead. I'd be dead. If God wanted to judge all the sin on the earth right now, how many think he was effective in what he did with Noah? I think he knows how to do it. You say, well, why hasn't it happened? He's, redemp he's in redemption mode. Come back. I love you. Don't leave. Don't run. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. I love you. Don't, go the, don't make a decision to go the direction of rebellion. Stay with me. So pleading the blood is so important to believers. Uh, we win spiritual arguments with, with correct declarations. How many have ever been condemned since you've been saved? How many have ever done something that you weren't supposed to and you felt bad about it? God doesn't want you to stay under that condemnation. So he gives you the blood of Jesus. And in the midst of that, you go, Lord, that was wrong. I, I thank you that your forgiveness is in place and I receive it. I plead the blood. I say, Lord, what your blood is saying right now in the heavenlies. Come on, his blood is on the mercy seat doing what? Crying out. It's crying out. The blood of Jesus has a voice. 
And so when I begin to voice what the blood is voicing here on earth, God and in the spirit realm, there's this activity that takes place. And where the enemy is coming in, trying to steal, kill, and to destroy, I say, I plead the blood of Jesus over me and my family. Then all of a sudden, the, the uh, weapons of our warfare, which are mighty through God, go into action. In other words, the weaponry, the arsenal of heaven begins to engage the opposite or the demonic spirits that are coming against my family, coming against my mind, coming against my business, coming against my nation, coming against my city, coming against my church. Do you see that? That's what pleading the blood of Jesus does. You realize this, that we cannot, we are commanded to resist the devil, not to assist the devil. Therefore, submit to God, re, and he will flee from you. Right? So when I plead the blood of Jesus, what am I doing? I'm, submit, I'm submitting to that word. The word says that this, this, this blood is crying out mercy. It's crying out good things. It's not crying out for revenge on me. I submit to your word, Lord. I place myself under your word no matter what I feel. And I say what you said about me. And when I do that, in the spirit, if you could picture it, there's actually uh, me going like this with the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. And where my enemy is coming against me, I'm, Ian, come here. Yes, you're my son, come here. <laughs> Illustration today, illustrated sermon for everybody. Ian is not the devil, but he's going to play the devil. Because <laughs> I don't raise demons. All right, so, <laughs> never mind, just forget it. My head's messed up because my dad made me watch the Three Stooges. Okay, so. Lots of renewing. In the spirit, if Ian is, is, is acting in the enemy and he comes against me, go ahead and come towards me. Put your hands up and put them on my shoulders and push me. If I don't resist him, what happens? Right? Is this me resisting the enemy if he's pushing me and I'm not doing anything? Now, go ahead, step back over. Put your hands up, come towards me. Now, if I lean into him, no, I'm not going to push him. <laughs> he sprained his ankle, so I, I don't want to put too, But what am I doing then? Now, if I wanted to, could I drive him off the stage into the chairs? Go ahead, sit down. If you wanted to, you could drive the enemy off the stage into the chairs. Because you're not going in your strength. You're going in the strength of the Lord. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. You are righteous, redeemed, sanctified. You have been, all sin has been annulled. It's been stripped away from you. You are standing before the throne in Christ as pure as Christ. Ooh, there's some religious cows just went, Ugh. <laughs> 
you don't know what I did last week. And if you asked, if you put it under the blood, according to 1 John 1, 9, God's not thinking about it, so why are you? Because the enemy has brought it up and you're falling for his trick. The moment you declare, you know you, in your heart, not the, the Holy Spirit is not condemning you. I'm going to say this. You need to realize this. I don't have time to teach on it because we're running out of time. I just need church every day for at least four or five hours a day. Sorry, you'll have to quit your jobs. Everything's over. We're just going to, yeah, it'd be worth it. Okay, we gotta, we're going to find better ways to get more and more teaching out. We're, we're going to do it. We're on, we're on it. It's happening so that we can just be fed all the time. The Holy Spirit never, never, never condemns you. I've heard people say this, and they don't know what they're saying. They say, well, the Holy Spirit really condemned me over that. Well, he might have convicted you over it. He did not condemn you. He might have said, now stop that, you knucklehead. But you never heard him say, if you keep doing that, the wrath of God's going to come on you. No, that's not what he's saying. What, what he's saying is, if you follow that path, you're opening the door to the destroyer. And he will come in because of the decisions you're making. And he will cause destruction. He will. Guys, I got good news. The gospel, you know, is called good news. Good news is, God is not looking to destroy you. He has redeemed you. In Christ. God believes that Jesus finished the work. Do you and I. And I am not excusing sin. Sin is stupid. You should stop. And people say, well, God will stop loving me if I sin. No, God loved you before you even could, knew not to sin. He still loves you after you sin. In fact, he's so in love with you, he'll run circumstances and everything in such a direction toward your salvation in every way. He'll work towards you in the midst of your hell and come stand in the flames and go, you know... I've been saying for years we should get out of here. <laughs> and thank God for interceding Christians. Because I'd have been dead a long time ago. I'd have been off the planet. <laughs> there is power in the blood. Now, what do you... We'll wrap it up with this. What do you mean plead the blood? Well, let's see if I can find a good confession here. Pleading or declaring the victory of the blood of Jesus is not necessary for God. It is necessary for us. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. We are not speaking faith for God's benefit, but for ours. The law of faith brings into the natural the reality of the resurrection graces already present in the spirit. The blood of Jesus cleanses you from sin in all of its forms and manifestations. All of them. 
It's a wonderful thing. The Psalms 107.2 says this, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Uh, Another translation uh, says it this way. It says, Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Speak what? Redemption. Speak all your faults. Speak all the things you've done wrong. All of that. No, if you need to, if you need to make something right with the Lord, you make something right with the Lord. But all day long, you, you, you let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed. I plead the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus worked for me. It, it cleansed me. It purified me. The blood of Jesus, one drop of the blood of Jesus from heaven is capable of cleansing every sinner and all sin on the planet right now. The blood of Jesus is working in my life. It is over my kids, my family, my business, my relatives, my city, my church, my... Come on. I plead the blood. And when we do that, we cut off the enemy's forces. We stand in resistance against him. When he comes against us, we come against him. Say this with me. Say, I am a fighter. Now, your fight is not with flesh and blood. So if you're showing up with black eyes every Sunday, I know something's wrong. Okay? you got to fight in the spirit. I'm for fighting. I used to be more for fighting in the natural. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, even if I was like Peter, I'll cut your ear off. I may miss your head, but I'll get your ear. Jesus has put more ears back on for me than I would like to count. All right, so in other words, I've fought wrong at times. But now, how do I fight? How do you fight? You fight right. What situation do you have in your life where you'd like to run a test on the blood? Now, if you drew... If you could go to heaven and you could draw some of the blood and take it back here and have somebody run tests on it and they could see in the spirit and see the value of what it is, they would look in there and see healing, deliverance, salvation, forgiveness, no guilt, no shame. They would see purity. And when you apply that blood through your mouth to your situations, that's where the Lord goes, they've released. The redeemed of the Lord has. So then the Lord steps in and watches over his word and. The scripture scripture actually says in the book of Psalms that the angels of God hearken to the word of God. So not only do you have loins girt about with truth, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, and the helmet of salvation, but you've got a heavenly host around you. So these circumstances that you're facing and seeing, I plead the blood. God is moving on your behalf. Amen? Use it. 
the doer of the word. How many, you, I mean, if you could, in your mind, you think, this is the one thing. There's like a predominant thing that comes to mind when you think about the problems or things that are going on in your life and around you. If you have one thing, go to prayer and say, Lord, I plead the blood over this situation. I ask you to apply and to work in this situation based on the covenant we have through Jesus Christ. And in God's mercy and out of that legal right of that mercy seat and that blood, he'll begin to move on your behalf. And it'll affect, it'll affect the natural. Amen? I feel like there's this little uh, concerning this, that there's this... Uh, There's a, like the Lord is ready for your challenge. Not that he's, not that he's being overbearing or anything like that, but he's like, there's, there's some doubt in people concerning this. And he's like, try me. He said, I'll jump your doubt and move in mercy. And here's what I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying. Because there's other people who have been praying for you. And I'll ride their faith on your behalf. He will. He will. <laughs> he will. Trina Hankin said this, God is on my side for the blood has been applied. Every need shall be supplied and nothing shall be denied. So I enter into rest and I know that I am blessed. I have passed the test and I will get God's best. Why? The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. The Holy Spirit flows where the blood is applied. It's powerful. Woo! Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to give anybody an opportunity here to give your heart to the Lord this morning if you haven't. I just want to share with you. We know from the scripture that according to Ecclesiastes 3.11, um, that eternity is in men's hearts. That all men have eternity in their heart. We know from the scripture that God loves the world. That he doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want anybody to go to a devil's hell. And that's the reality. And the good news is, is that Jesus went there for us and for you and me. So that we don't have to go there. We also know that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody's missed it. But our perfection is not what gets us into heaven. It's Jesus' perfection. The scripture says in Romans 6.23, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Heaven is a free gift. 
The scripture says, and we know from scripture that God wanted us to be brought back into relationship with him. Romans 5, 8, and 9 says, God demonstrated his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We know also that we can receive God's forgiveness through faith by trusting in him. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with your heart, you believe unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So I want to give people an opportunity just to receive Christ this morning. If you'd like to receive Christ, you want me to pray with you. I'll just pray with you where you're at. Uh, I'd just like you to raise your hand so I can acknowledge you. And then we can go ahead and pray. Yes, thank you. Yep, yep, thank you. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, thank you. I see that hand. Yes, thank you. Anybody else that would like to join these? Praise God. Well, awesome. Well, let's pray this together. You know, let me say this before. Anybody that's joining us online, if you pray this prayer, let us know. Um, we want to know, and we can get information to you as well concerning uh, that salvation. So I want to say that before we pray. But if you would all join me together and pray with these that have made this decision this morning uh, to receive Christ. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son Jesus who came to earth and lived a sinless life and died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead so I could receive forgiveness, become your child, and receive the gift of eternal life. I come to you now. I repent of sin. I receive the gift of forgiveness. And I receive you into my life and my heart. I give you all of me. I believe you've accepted me, Jesus, because you said in your word that whoever comes to you, will, you will by no means cast out. You also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for saving me, making me your child, and helping me live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are now a child of God. Now I'm going to release you here in just a second. You'll notice we have altar care workers up here. If you need prayer for anything, they glad to be, they'll be glad to minister to you about whatever need you might have if you need the prayer of agreement. If you gave your heart to the Lord this morning... I would like you to come up after as everybody's leaving. And we have some new believers bags. You can see Luann has those there. And we want to get those into your hands. They have a card in there that looks like this. And it, there's a Bible in there, some books in there to get you started. Uh, a reference to our website on some messages we'd like you to read or listen to. And it'll help you just get into understanding what took place. Don't leave out, out of here without those things. They're so important. And then please come back. Give us the opportunity to love on you, to help you. 
and to help you grow in, in, in the community of faith and in your relationship with the Lord. It'll be awesome. So bless you guys. Have a great week. Don't forget Wednesday night. We love you. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.